Welcome back to the Unleashing. I want to try and keep the momentum going with uh, getting the videos. It's a little weird uh, coming back from taking time off, but uh, <clears throat> trying to get back into the swing of this. I want to go over uh, a few things uh, from last year's little operation that I had, just share it with you guys, and uh, a few dreams that I had recently, and uh, talk about a few things. But uh, here we go. Last year, while I was working in a in a uh, marina, basically, I was built re. Uh, fixing up float homes and other issues and stuff like that. Uh, I'd had enough of uh, the boss and the situation that I was in and I wanted to take off and I found another job up where I was and uh, I was going to get screwed over instantly, be paid like crap and uh, I finally just had enough trying to make it work and I was like, that's it, I'm out of here. So I ended up leaving Sandpoint and doing a typical move in the middle of winter, January, and uh, I prayed about it to God and said, you know, uh, I don't know what we're going to do, but I can't take this any longer. we got to change this up. I mean, I'm 40 years old, or I'm about to be, and uh, uh, this has got to be a little bit different now, hopefully, right? <clears throat> and uh, so anyways, I prayed to him, and uh, I took off, and uh, since I knew I was leaving the area, I wanted to go over and talk to my cousins first, and uh, so I did that. I went over, and I only ended up getting to see my uh, cousin Estelle. I hung out and I talked to her about God and everything going on, you know, I just wanted to see where her walk was and everything like that, and uh, I didn't think that I'd make it back up there, uh, and from there I went down to Missouri, something that I've had to do for a while, wanted to, and uh, I thought I was going to try and live there, and uh, I stayed with my sister for a while, but I really wanted to talk to my niece, who's now come of age, she's about 20 years old, and uh, you know, just like everybody that goes through the temptations of life and everything like that, I uh, wanted to talk to her about... Uh, all the uncomfortable stuff and uh, the importance of keeping a holy life right now why uh, we're getting closer to God's return. I have made uh, just as many mistakes as everybody else's and uh, fornicated and everything like that in my my life, right? Um, but it's one thing to have that in the past, ask for forgiveness, have that from God. It's another to be caught right in the act of uh, something in our lives, you know, when God's coming back and... Uh, I wouldn't want that to affect anybody that I love, care about, or people that I'm warning or anything like that, you know. So you can understand what I'm talking about. And I wanted to talk to my sister and stuff like that. Unfortunately, I had some strong resistance coming against me. There's marijuana in the family coming from the husband. And uh, I've warned you guys before, uh, and I've told you, stay away from that stuff. It's an open door, big time. And I've watched it time and time again. It's just an absolute open door for the demonic realm to go against. You might not have a problem with it. It might be absolutely fine with you. Oh, it's never caused any problems. And then I show up, and all of a sudden, that open door gets used. Here come the demons, and it's just a front-on attack. And I have to deal with that. And it was coming strong against me because it knew I was down there and talked to my sister, niece, and nephew, and stuff like that. Uh, I ended up leaving, uh, took a little trip, uh, rejuvenation, got to see a few things. Uh, I saw the big Noah's Ark over in Kentucky. It was pretty awesome. And uh, headed back from there and was going to go to uh, Colorado. And uh, on the way, I actually stopped by Chaco Canyon. Um, you guys have heard that before if you've read Tom Horn books, uh, Steve Quayle, and other things like that. It's uh, down by the Four Corners in uh, New Mexico, in New Mexico, and uh, there's a lot of paranormal and stuff going on there. I'm going to share a complete video on that because what I found down there was absolutely mind-blowing. It totally was totally incredible, and I have uh, some of the footage and stuff to show you guys, but uh, uh, pretty much what I discovered was it's one of the biggest uh, petrified log 
jams maybe in the entire world uh, right in front of everybody's face and I don't know if anybody's noticed it before it's crazy um, but I got some pretty cool pictures and uh, I walked along the canyon and stuff and I, I've seen some petrified trees down there that were like two miles long so they would have been standing about two miles high back before the flood uh, the world was a crazy place and uh, anyways I'd like to share that too and I've got some footage to show you guys on that so that'd be pretty cool from there I went up to Colorado uh, was gonna see if I could make something work there and uh, it just wasn't in the plans um, me and my brother uh, got into a, a little bit of discussion and I had to leave the area and uh, and that didn't work and uh, now we're not talking um, so you know last year has been really interesting I, I, I'm, a, I'm not talking to my sister really or her family and uh, and now my brother too so now it's been my older brother little sister and little brother that uh, I'm not talking to anymore so it's just uh, it's really been interesting how uh, things have played out but uh, anyways uh, I ended up going up to southern Idaho staying with my buddy uh, from the army Jared and uh, while I was there trying to figure out what I'm going to do next for a career and stuff like that why money's dwindling um, uh, I happened to stumble upon uh, trucking and I had prayed to God I'm like, hey, if we still have time, because last year, I mean, it was looking as ripe as usual. Uh, the things were going down. I know they were going to start moving into the CBD uh, currency system. I knew they were opening that up towards the end of fall in Colorado. I didn't know how rapidly it was going to go. I'm like, God, if there's no time, I'm like, I need to do this fast. There's only a few more people on the list uh, that I just keep adding to. Um, in my life it started with four guys four friends four childhood friends god uh 14 15 years old hey if the end of days ever happens just give me a chance to go talk to him and maybe i can win him over for you or whatever else uh and before you go he sent me on in 2014 like you all know and it's exploded into everybody that I've ever known, worked with, and has been a friend that I've served with all the way from elementary school and up. Well, these are the last guys I could possibly think of that would be worth talking to. However, they're spread all over the U.S. Um, one was in Pennsylvania, another was in Illinois, another was in Texas, and then another turned out to be up in Wisconsin. Well, anyways, I got back, and I had been praying to God. I'm like, just give me some money. I can drive out there, talk to these guys, have my one-on-one -on -one conversation, infiltrate, tell them about God, tell them how close these things are, wrap the whole thing up in like a three-hour, four-hour conversation, and, and do what I do, right? And, uh, of course, it's never the easy way. It seems like with God, it's always the, if you guys have seen the picture, your plan, straight to the target, God's plan. You're jumping over boulders, going down through lakes and everything like that. And, and a lot of times that's exactly what it seems like. Uh, so God's plan was different. And uh, anyways, um, I saw a trucking school talk to them. And uh, crazy enough, uh, they're like, well, in the state of Idaho, we have this fresh start initiative. And actually, if you live here and everything like that, uh, they'll pay up to 90%. So I went in, took about 15 minutes. And literally, the state of Idaho paid for me to go to trucking school, which would have been about 5000 bucks. 5000 bucks I didn't have. I only had a few hundred bucks left, right? And a little bit of money that my mom generously was enough to give to me. And uh, grateful to God for that situation. And uh, anyways, I went to the trucking school. It only cost me about 200 bucks and uh, paid for the whole thing. And from that point on, I was like, okay, God, I'm like, um, I'm doing my part, but I'm just going to ask that you come through on your part, right? And I'm like, I'll look for a place that does over the road all over the U.S. And, uh, and, and I'll get in that job and start working there. And then you got to, since you have no control when you're doing over the road like that and you're working for a company, they send you wherever the product needs to go, what you need to pick up or, or move with, right? And uh, so anyways, I got into this uh, company that I was with and uh, then there, the dispatches where you get sent out to with the trucks and stuff like that so I got in and uh, what do you know 
God sent me back to back to back every single one of those guys in different parts of the U.S. Unbelievable. I'm going to Pennsylvania. I'm talking to a friend. I'm thinking he's going to be the first one. And uh, all of a sudden, I get turned around, and I'm going to another place. I'm like, God, am I talking to this guy or what? And uh, I had a conversation with the friend. I'm like, hey, what's going on with you and everything like that? And come to find out uh, he doesn't want to have anything to do with it. Uh, he wants to stay in his pain pills and stuff like that. And, and God knew it already ahead of time. And he turned around, boom, sent me right to the one of the first guys. I got to go see a friend of mine, Kyle, uh, who was in Illinois, down by Louisville. Uh, came back from dispatch, got sent out again, boom, got sent down to Fort Worth into Texas. Got to talk to another friend down there, John from the Army, uh, him and his wife and tell him everything was going on and stuff like that. And then from there, God put uh, another one on the list, Plassard, uh who uh, was with uh, with me in uh, that last firefight. He got hit by some shrapnel, and uh, he was the other gunner that got taken down when we were up in Fallujah in Iraq. But I uh, got sent to uh, his place over there in uh, and then uh, Minnesota. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it was Minnesota. And... Uh, and and that was that but God literally made that happen and he sent me out to all those places back to back to back the company had no idea what they were doing or anything like that and and they got used uh, for for God's work and I was able to go out so it's uh, it was pretty amazing that's pretty amazing story too I mean it's not like any of the others I mean if you guys have heard me talk uh, it's been doing it the whole time like when I infiltrate a job in a location I need to to talk to a friend and uh, I worked there for the time being get absolutely abused by a terrible job that pays like crap and uh, get to talk to the people uh, about God sometimes God has people that are in that area that he wants me to talk to and I'll open the door for that but it's to talk to friends people I know and stuff like that and, and then it's done uh, right after that happened the job started falling apart I worked there for a couple more months and then and then ended up getting out of that and uh, and that's it um, that's everybody from elementary school all the way up to guys I served with them uh, in the army and anybody that was uh, when I started getting really serious along the way that I've worked at these jobs talked to I mean I've all talked to them about God and stuff like that but it's done I mean that's everybody so I've literally been at a spot where I'm like God uh, I don't have any targets left that's everybody and, and you're still not back yet uh, if you want me to talk to somebody I will and uh, I went to a job recently working for CR England. It only lasted a month. It was terrible. And uh, but while I was in there, uh, the guy that I was driving with, training with, uh, uh, and I was throwing a pretty big fit, but I was driving with him, and he was telling me about his uh, his uh, girlfriend and his daughter, and uh, he was saying some stuff that was really like sparking my sparking my mind. And I'm like, man, I've seen that before, but uh, it's usually when a child has a connection with God or something like that, where a certain part of their mind opens up that I can see. And I'm like, that's so interesting. And I was fighting with God the whole time. I'm like, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm so sick of talking to people, wasting my time. I do not want to throw my pearls before swine. I'm just tired of it. I'm throwing a real bitch bit under my breath while I'm, I'm driving with this guy. I hadn't said anything to him. I'm listening to his stories and stuff like that. But I'm keeping my mouth shut, which is unusual most of the time because I talk a lot. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing it. No, I'm not doing it. And then finally, I'm like, okay, okay, obviously I'll do it, God. But I'm like, you got to make it clear that I'm not going to be wasting my time on this situation. All right? And if it is, and it's totally obvious, of course I'll talk to him about you and I'll tell him everything you want me to do. Because he kept hint hitting me, Jared, why don't you talk to him? Jared, why don't you talk to him? I'm driving around with this guy. And I'm like, all right. So right after that, literally the conversation goes and he's telling me some more stuff about his daughter. I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm like, hey, by chance, has your daughter ever had a run-in with God or 
giving her life to him or anything like that. And he's like, well, as a matter of fact, yeah, my girlfriend and her go to church every Sunday and uh, she's given her life to God. And both of them have. And I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, of course I see what's going on here. I'm like, here's the boyfriend who's still resilient towards that sort of thing. But like, he loves him. He's with him and they've given their life, but he hasn't, uh, he hasn't been pushed over the edge yet. So I'm like, okay, God, all right, I'll do it. So I tell him everything, right? What's going on, everything like that. Come to find out them, the girlfriend, everything like that. She's given up jobs and nursing and stuff like that to stay away from you know what and I can't even talk about it they took down like 40 or 50 of my videos this last summer I was getting notifications back every day we're taking down this video we're taking down this video they literally released AI on all my videos and anything where I talk about you know what the organ the organic uh, uh, compound that you take or whatever that the people of the the whole I can't even say it. They take the videos now. They're watching it so hard. But I've told you, I mean, I told you everything I possibly can stay away from. If you did make the mistake, repent, never do it again. Um, it's an organic computer program designed to grow something in your system. I know what it is. I know the whole thing. I know what the operation is. It's all linked. All the other stuff that's going on with it, it's all part of it. They're not working uh, separately from each other. It's all part of it. It's doing it in a step process, okay? Uh, let me make it this way if you understand. If... 666 is your completed house that you want to build under construction, all right? And it's done. What the first part of this is that we're not allowed to talk about that they're blocking so much is the equivalent of the electricians coming in and wiring the whole place before you start putting in the final touches and stuff like that, all right? If that makes any sense to you, if you understand any sort of house building schematics or anything like that, okay, uh, that's exactly what they've done with this. And it's connected in your system now to all your nervous points, your brain, and every single part. So when they start adding on the other stuff that comes later, uh, it'll interconnect with it. You've literally been wired up, all right? It's not a joke. It's very serious. I'm not allowed to talk about it. <laughs> and not to mention, uh, I tried to put up a video on Rumble. Rumble's not even taking videos right now. The uploading process is so slow. And what would take about eight months to put up one of my videos on YouTube is now like two and a half hours. It's absolutely insane. I know they're going to end up crashing all the other ones that they they don't they don't have complete control over, like Rumble and other uh, other. Uh, uh, news outlet sources, you know, that we can post videos on and YouTube that they have so highly regulated It'll be the only one that you can and and like you say videos are dropping left and right They're like censoring the living hell out of it. Uh, so you never know how long it's gonna last I mean take take the stuff uh, keep it in your heart remember what I said But uh, just uh, just know that I mean it, there's gonna come a time when they're just gonna censor everything and, and none of this will be even allowed to be talked about at all so um, just keep that in mind but uh, anyways, I talked to uh, talked to this guy, and, and uh, you know, and uh, hopefully it hopefully it helped, and uh, and he realizes this is all real. What his uh, daughter and uh, his girlfriend believe, you know, it is true, and and hopefully uh, he can give his life to God. Um, but anyways, point being, uh, that was something that God just had me go and do, and then that job ended like that. So now I'm in a process of going for another one. This is giving me number forty-seven. Uh, it's just ridiculous how many jobs I've had. I think I have I've had about 35, 38 different careers and then and 47 jobs out of the whole thing. It's just absolutely nuts. I'm literally a jack of all trades. Um, but like, you know, I get tired of it and I'm praying to God like, God, I need something that's like somewhat stable here. I mean, if I'm going to make videos, I need internet. Um, you know, my computer's about to, it's on the complete brink of collapsing. I, I'm using Windows 7, the things from back in like the early 2000s. It barely even holds up and that's why I make all the videos and stuff all and It's just unbelievable. But like, yeah, I mean, it's harder and harder and I never know, like I say, when the whole thing's going to uh, gonna end anyway, so I'm just uh, thankful for God that uh, the darn thing still starts up. But uh, 
But anyways, yeah. And that's currently where I'm at right now. But uh, the last year was very interesting. I literally, I literally got to go out and talk to the last people. Fall came around, and even though they started up that CBD stuff um, and some of the the branches of uh, banks and more of them are going to collapse and stuff like that, I mean, it still has not gone to the degree that I've been expecting and waiting for the entire time. It's just. Uh, but it's, it's amazing it's going to catch people off guard people are going to be so surprised oh my gosh it came out of nowhere and I'm just over here like tap 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 how could this be going this possible slow like literally God is like held back everything so long for people to have a chance it blows my mind that they still don't see it it just absolutely blows my mind I thought it was going down in 2014 when he sent me out I'm like I have no time I have no time which is how I've looked at it the whole time and now I'm just like how could this take so long this is unbelievable but uh, anyways anyways if uh this job starts and goes good accordingly, uh, you know, hopefully I'll have some time still in between when my time's off that I can uh, make uh, make a video and, and be able to upload it to uh, the internet and stuff like that. So hopefully this uh, new uh, trucking place that I'm trying will work and, and we'll see. Uh, Lord willing, if that is, and if God doesn't just pull me in another direction. Uh, it's hard sometimes when you go through so much work for a career or a job and everything like that and then all of a sudden it's just switched to something that's completely different and it's like I put so much work into it and everything like that but I mean to be honestly God paid for the whole schooling thing anyway so it's like even if he did pull me in a different direction and I wasn't trucking anymore because he wanted me to do something else it'd be like I can't say it's a waste was it a lot of hard work absolutely it is every time but uh He's also one that provided the whole situation for me to do so that I could go talk to those guys. And there was no other way for me to afford to get across the U.S. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, yes, whatever. Anyways, <laughs> very interesting, but uh, glory goes to God because he's the one that's got the, the wild plans and uh, crazy adventure. So, uh, anyways, I'm along for the ride. Um, I've had a couple interesting dreams just recently, too, and I was just going to share them. Uh, maybe it'll help somebody out or something like that. I've thought about them a little bit, you know, but uh, anyways, uh, a few, it was uh, about two weeks ago, I was uh, having a dream, and I was half I was half awake when I was doing it, so I was laying there, it was like 3, 6 a.m. sort of thing, you know, and I can't sleep, and I'm watching the dream start to form on the back of my eyelids, but I'm totally awake, and it was interesting, and it? It went to a, a, a prophet. It was all in shadow, but I could see the backdrop of the stars in the sky. And it looked like it was something almost like a type of a montage almost of like a prophet from back in the biblical times, like just showing like a picture of him. And it was just shadow, but I could see in his silhouette what it was. And he had his hands up to the sky kind of like that. And in the background, I could see the star constellations. And I was saying to myself, I'm like, oh my gosh, those look so real. I'm like, that is like, I'm like... I'm, I'm awake and I'm looking and I'm like, those are real star constellations. That's a real star night. I'm like, wow, that's amazing. It, it looks just so real, like looking up in the sky, right? And, uh, and I'm watching and there was three stars in particular that were in a triangle. And then there was other night skies. And then all of a sudden, it flashed like it was flipping through pages way too fast to count. And each one, though, my mind could see it was picking up that the stars were real in each one of those pictures. And I didn't know what to think. And, and then when I woke up, I was thinking about it. I was like, how oh, that's interesting. And personally, I believe that uh, after thinking about it, that it was a type of uh, countdown, something I can't count. It lasted for about you know, one or two seconds. But it was flipping so fast, it could have been anywhere from 100 nights to 400 nights. I don't know. Uh, there's no way I could lock it down. But it was relatively short, but uh, but it flipped through the nights. And, and I felt personally that it was kind of like a countdown. Interesting enough, that night, I went over to a friend's house and uh, been stressing out with all this job stuff, like really stressing out bad. 
and uh, frustrated and money's always dwindling right down to the last second. It's like, oh my gosh, do we have to do the same thing every time? And uh, so I'm like, I, I'm going to go set in this hot tub. So I went over that night. I'm sitting there. I'm just thinking about that dream and stuff like that. And I look up in the sky. Lo and behold, it's the three stars that I saw in that dream. I'm like, how interesting. And that's kind of when it hit me. I'm like, was that a countdown that I was seeing? Like a countdown of nights? Like how much more time until something goes down or that we have or something like that? And uh, anyways, uh, that's all I could make from it. But I thought it was very interesting. Another one that I had recently. It was only a, a week or a, about a week ago, I think. Um, but uh, I was in the dream I was watching from, I don't know, a site, almost like a story is being told at first. And it was uh, these three type officers. They were heavily, heavily decorated, very heavily decorated. There was three of them. And uh, I couldn't tell where they were from or anything like that. And then they switched and they were Mickey Mouse. All three of them were Mickey Mouse. And they were riding, I think, on horses, horses or camels. And uh, still heavily decorated, but now Mickey Mouse, like a cartoon. And I realized that they were like the three caballeros, right? From that cartoon, the three caballeros. But they were all Mickey Mouse, and they were all uh, all dressed in, uh, in this uniform. Even when they were in the cartoon form, they looked like they were heavily like decorated military, all right? And it goes to what looks like something like the Taj Mahal or something like that. You have your temple in the back and these two pillars that are out in the front, right? And out in the front, the one pillar on the left had a cord that was going up. And it looked like a rope at first. And I realized it wasn't. It was an extension cord. And it went from the, the spiral up where it was like must have been plugged in or something like that up into invisibility. And next thing you know, I'm on the lawn. My sister's there. And I'm looking up, and I notice that the cord goes invisible after it goes up in the air. Something's like holding it there, or it looks like it goes to something, right? And one of those officers from the Three Caballero Mickey Mouse or whatever starts climbing up the tower, climbs up that cord, and it goes invisible once it goes up so high. I realize that it's a UFO that's hovering there. It's almost like tethered to the ground, and they're giving it power. Uh, almost like uh, they're they're supplying it with electricity while it's like there, right, while they're running it. And I thought it was interesting. And uh, anyways, I was just thinking about it and the whole correlation. I mean, I know the governments and stuff are behind the UFOs and everything like that. And, and, uh, and uh, they work with them and everything. But uh, what it meant or anything like that, I don't know. I do know that they, they have cloaking abilities. And uh, I did hear from, uh, um, I, I think it was David Wilkerson where he was talking about how they know of a fleet that's around the world right now. And uh, if uh, they were to uncloak, it would change everything instantly. And they're all about two and a half miles wide. Of course, after hearing that in 2020, I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Because that's what I saw in my vision in 2014 when I was going right before I went up uh, the UFO. It was happening all over the world. But they were coming down. It looked like about two and a half miles wide and they were uncloaking and that was the same time I went up after I said oh great now this right you guys have all heard the story um, but anyways I'm talking to my sister now and I'm thinking about that UFO that's invisible over this like Taj Mahal that's been hovering there kind of tethered right why it's just waiting around I'm guessing for something certain I don't know what that military three caballero Mickey Mouse dude was going up into there but I'm guessing it was like some sort of meeting or something like that that was like secret and they were just keeping a uh, secret interesting enough though I was thinking about it right before I made the video and uh, it's interesting that Mickey Mouse was what they changed into considering the correlation with Disney and the whole UFO thing and uh, and how the the occult in Disney was involved in a lot of that, and they wanted to have this whole like uh, UFO park and this other stuff, and uh, and their connection with some of that. So that's kind of interesting. I don't know. Maybe more will unfold with that. I'm not sure. Or maybe it'll help somebody that's seen something before, and and this will spark a little memory in you. I'm not sure. But anyways, I'm talking to my sister, and uh, in the dream world, uh, 
whenever I'm in a dream, all those memories will go back all the way to childhood memories. They're all interconnected. And when I'm dreaming, I can remember that timeline. It's living like living in two worlds, just like I can remember back to six months old now in this life. Um, when I go into the dream world, I remember all those dreams and experiences I've had as memories, as actual memories, that, as in another life that I've lived over there. And sometimes I get to bring that back over here. And while I was in the dream, my sister, I realized this isn't the first time she had told me this in a dream, but she was she was fearful because when we were looking up at the UFO or whatever, uh, she said that uh, she believed that she was going to be eaten by UFOs, right? And I've heard this before that, like, you know, from that kid that went to heaven that uh, when he comes back, when he comes back, he says, Mom, I, I saw the aliens or whatever. And we get into a war with them after World War III and they eat people, right? And uh, I don't know if this is a correlation to that. But anyways, in the dream, my sister said, uh, you know, I'm worried they're, they're going to eat me or whatever else. I'm like, Brie. To my sister, what are you talking about? And she started saying, you know, some of us are appointed, uh, you know, that we're going to go through this. Other people are going to get raptured, but I know that I'm going to get eaten. And I realized in this dream lineage timeline, this isn't the first time that she's told me this in dreams in the past, right? And uh, I tell her, I'm like, Brie, what the heck do you think that I came down to Missouri to talk to you about? I'm like, I already know this is about. Stop smoking pot, for crying out loud. I tell her this in the dream, right? I'm like, just get away from that crap. Let it go. I'm like, I've told you my story. You know how my powers got stripped when I was doing it. I had to give it up. I'm like, it doesn't work different for other people. I'm like, it's an open doorway to evil. It'll ruin your life. It's bad. If you're worried about this being eaten, you don't have to make that choice. You can step out of it. You can go to heaven. You can be raptured. Let that crap go, right? That's what I tell her in the dream. Anyways, and then that's the end of it, and I wake up. I thought it was very, very interesting about the whole thing with uh, those highly decorated guys. There was three of them, and then the whole, like, sort of Disney connection with it, and that uh, one of the UFOs was tethered over someplace in, like, India or something like that, like the Taj Mahal. It was, it was just very strange. Um, but uh, anyways, it's just a couple of dreams that I've had recently, and I thought that I'd share them. I don't know if it'll help anybody. I don't know if there's going to be more to it or not, but... Uh, um, you know, they're very vivid and, uh, and I was, they were easily remembered when I woke up. So I'm like, yeah, maybe I'll, uh, maybe I'll talk about them. So anyways, that, that's kind of what I'm doing. But, uh, anyways, like I say, uh, more than anything, I'm just trying to stay in the momentum of this, uh, so I can get back into trying to make videos at least once a week or whatever. And, uh, and hopefully Lord willing, if uh, I get into a job situation where it allows that I can afford to do it and, uh, and, and have the time off to do it that I need to, that it'll happen. So, uh, uh, those that are praying for me, um, I appreciate it always. I mean, I seriously do. I need it. My life is crazy. Uh, the stuff that I get sent in to do, I never know where I'm going to go next. I've talked to everybody now that I know and cared about. Like, there's nobody else on the list to talk to. So if God sends me anywhere else, it's going to be uh, all for his missions or whatever else. And, and I don't know how much longer it'll last. Like I say, we could go into 2026 possibly. Oh, or he could pull us as early as early next spring. I do think a Gog and Magog attack is getting extremely close to happening. And I did hear the one pastor who's shown a vision. And they said that they don't go in to attack Israel until Russia has control of Kiev. All right. So we see that getting closer and closer. The funding and stuff going to Turkey is not going to work. They're... they're uh, they're, they're, they're going to lose the whole thing anyways. And Russia's going to get in there. And, but supposedly after that is when they go in and do that. And uh, another thing that's interesting is this is correlating to that X over the U.S. and uh, America's judgment. Nobody goes to help Israel when the Gog and Magog attack happens. So whether we're like, oh, you're, you're going after the Gazians, the Palestinians, which there's no Palestine or anything like that anyways. And the world has no idea that 
Israel ends up owning all of Saudi Arabia, parts of Northern Africa, up in Iraq and all the other places that God's given them, right? Um, but like, uh, I mean, if people are like, have thrown enough hissy fit, like, oh, you're going after the terrorists, how dare you? Just let them shoot you and kill you, right? Uh, enough that uh, they say, okay, America, we're not going to help. I mean, possibly. But here's another thing. If they do put Trump back in, whether whatever situation that he's running in, you guys kind of know where I am on that. I don't trust the whole thing at all. I think it's a good cop, bad cop routine. But anyways, the point being, if he does by next year, uh, they're, they're going to have the support and backup that they need in Israel, especially if there was an attack or something like that. Uh, but during the Biden administration, they don't, which would be the perfect time to do it, right? Because they're secretly against him and he's Obama's pup, uh, puppet, right? Uh, so if they were going to do it uh, this next spring, around the same time that we have the X over America, I mean, I mean the judgment lineup is just unbelievable. Uh, I can't believe that the Biden administration, I mean, I can totally believe it, has said that they want to have a two-state solution in Israel before the eclipse <laughs> this year. It's like, are you kidding me? The one that's judging America that uh, people have had visions of the Madrid Fault opening up and splitting America in half, and you're coming up with a two-state solution for Israel at the same time that you want to have it done? It's like, oh my gosh, dude, why don't you just throw yourself in front of the bus? Like, unbelievable. But of course, uh, it's not stupid if they're intentionally destroying America because uh, we're the last stronghold uh, once they have that uh, because of the guns that if they've given up in other countries and everything like that, if, if they break that. There's so many people around the world that are still relying on America. If, when things get bad enough, those Americans, those defiant Americans kicking tea in the harbor will stand up, right? And uh, there's a few of us out here that totally would. Um, but uh, but they have it so surrounded, so well planned and what they've done. Um, even in the Bible, I mean, it, it happens in an hour. The whole thing is just totally destroyed. You know, it happens re really quick. Um, but uh, once, uh, once they do that, they'll be able to implement the whole world government and they will do that. And they're going to do it after a, a nuclear exchange. I've listened to them talk, um, high level guys and stuff like that, that have said, what would be the one thing where we could all come to the table? And it's always nuclear exchange, nuclear exchange. And, uh, if they do that, then they will, and it'll, it'll open the door like immediately for, uh, for the one world order and, uh, the leadership to come in that they've been waiting for. And of course, by this time, I believe that, uh, the rapture will happen, even if it's in the last second and, uh, there's strain will be removed and uh, their plans will be able to go uh, forward accordingly. So anyways, um, just a little bit to talk about there. Um, I uh, don't know if I'm going to say any more in this video. I definitely have more things to talk about. I uh, really want to discuss the topic of cryptids and werewolves, which are exploding off the charts. I want to talk about a few stories and things like that, bring this to the table. Uh, you guys have already heard before when I was younger, if you don't know, uh, my werewolf encounter that I used to have when I was about three years old. Um, it was tormenting me and stuff like that. Not tormenting, but it would come in and it would freak me out and it spoke, it spoke English just fine, right? But I want to break down what uh, some of these things are and they're absolutely real. And, uh, and some of the stuff and what I think that they're planning uh, because the numbers and the stories are coming out off the charts. And uh, people are thinking, you know, non-Christians and stuff like that. Oh, when these uh, smart cities, because they know about it too, a lot of people, you know, that aren't saved. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm going out of the wilderness. Uh, once I talk about some of this, uh, you're going to discover that uh, they've already been planning for that. And these things are out there and they're getting released more and more and more. And uh, the second that uh, people that go out there uh, catch a glimpse of this and be like, get me back to the smart city. Give me the chip. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, because it's, it's absolutely crazy out there. It's totally nuts. So anyways, uh, but I want to talk about that too. But, uh, anyways, 
There's just a few things on my mind that I want to share. I want to tell you guys about what happened last year, uh, like usual with God and uh, his operations that he sends me to. It's amazing uh, <laughs> what I have to go through and what he does to make it happen, but uh, but he makes it happen, and uh, and he does every time. And he's, he's opened the door for me to go in and give my three, four-hour spiel that I give to friends, people I care about, strangers and stuff like that to line the whole thing up that it's real, the Bible's real, the whole war between the force of darkness and uh, and good is real. Uh, the only people that don't know is the proverbial courtroom, the reference that I use. The judge knows what's going on. He's working for Satan. They're after me and the courtroom's like, why are they uh, Why are they attacking this guy over a pinky finger being scratched, right? It's the same thing in the world. Forces of darkness have plans. They know what I'm talking about. I know what they know. It's the lukewarm Christians and the rest of the world is going, oh, what's going on? God's not coming back. That's a metaphor. Blah, 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 blah. Right? And all the other nonsense. So, anyways. Um, I mean, they're the ones uh, they're the ones that are oblivious, but people that are that they'll walk with God, I mean, he's going to open it up. He's going to show you that it's all real. And it's one of the things that I've had a hard time with, uh, you know, to continue this a little bit, a few minutes longer. It's one of the things I've been very frustrated with, and I've talked to God about several times. I'm like, God, I'm like, compared to the, compared to the forces of darkness out there, I'm like, they all have inside scoop into the tech, technology, how you're actually running the, this universe, like a, a, a computer program, all this stuff they know about. And, and they, they're privy to, I'm like, it's the dumb Christian community, unfortunately, that don't know Jack. They're oblivious, like my uncle. <laughs> Show them pictures of giant footprints and, and talk about these stories. And, oh, it's not real, it's not real, it's not real. Like following the lines of Seth, what they got from church leaders that are completely false and stuff like that. And, and people don't realize, I'm like, you're not going to hear it in church. The seminaries that these pastors go to are Illuminati controlled, most of them. So they're going to get their little twist with some biblical references and they're going to come out not even believing the Bible, but thinking of it's more of an inspiration inspirational sort of thing. So when hardship really hits, they have no power. They walk away from the pulpits and everything like that. It's a money-making organization. And uh, thank God, I think he's putting it to an end. Finally, once and for all, that nonsense is coming to an end. It's lasted for as long as it can. Have Christians been made in there? Yeah, of course. But you're not going to be like or real until God says, okay, now you know enough. Step out of kindergarten. Now you walk with me. I teach you the rest. All right. And when you do that, uh, it changes. And all of a sudden, it's like listening to those guys and listening to somebody that's like me. You can see the difference, the power that's there, the knowledge, information, uh, the backstories, the walk, uh, all the good stuff, right? That you want to have and be a part of, but you won't get that until you walk out in faith and you start to have that real one on one personal relationship where you're reading the Bible every day. You're talking to him. He's showing you new and incredible things. And then you get to share that and and have that walk and part of your walk and and how that's developed and uh synchronize with you um, to uh, to help share with people in your connection. Whether you've been in drugs or anything else, God will end up using you to talk to people that are in that situation and your story and that will give them trust to trust them at that time, whereas they wouldn't listen to somebody like me who hasn't been in that. Later on, they'll figure out, hey, I could have trusted all of them. But in the meantime, you know, God God comes to their weaknesses and, and he'll work from there. So anyways, um, you know, but uh, just a few things I wanted to go over. I'm going to get off now here and uh, you guys have a good day. But uh, God bless. I'll catch you next time on the Alicia. Thanks for listening to me. All right. Bye.